said, you know, this is about, you know, just the presence of God during these times, being able to get into your homes. And it has been a crazy week, to say the least. Um, as I was preparing, again, it's such an honor to be able to bring the word to you. Um, Pastor Eddie gave us an incredible message last week. I have the honor of sharing some more next week as well. As, as God is opening up all kinds of doors for Pastor Eddie to travel and to minister and to do lots of things. His book's coming out, and so you're going to see all that kind of stuff happening and unfolding. It's very exciting, all the things that's happening here. But what in the world is going on? And as I begin to ponder that thought alone about how social media has just exploded with all kind of different kind of dialogue, mostly unhealthy. It got me thinking, what in the word is going on? That is the title of the message today, what in the word is going on? Let me give you some opening statements. The life of a Christian is not conforming the Bible to fit their story, but rather conforming our lives to fit the biblical narrative. I could hang my hat right there. We could call an altar call right here on that statement alone for us to begin to really, really adjust our lives to such a degree to understand we have to conform our lives to the Bible. We fail when we compromise the precepts of Holy Scripture to fit into unholy cultures of society. But we, come, we become more than victors when we faithfully obey the liturgy of God's written word. This is important because God gets the glory and we get to experience his victory that he's paid for us. You know, it's real easy to find anxiety. It's real easy to find um, just the overall emotional oppression during these times. As I was seeing some of the events unfolding this week, and Sarah and I began to converse over the things that we were seeing and witnessing, um, there was a tremendous amount of peace that came to us as we, we began to discuss so many things. Because we know as children of God, we are under his covering. And we live for a different system. We live for a different culture. We live for a different kingdom. And when all other kingdoms fails, God's kingdom never fails. I'd like to say it like this. People don't change because you tell them they're wrong. People change because you prove yourself to be right by the way you live. It's not about what you say in your life, but what way you live your life. I want to illustrate some things today, and I want to share from the Old Testament. We'll jump into the New Testament as well, but I'm starting out in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 2 through 7. All the verses I'm going to be reading from today are in the New Living Translation. I'm going to start talking about the prophet Elijah. He's a big dog. He's a man in the Old Testament. He's the one getting all the accolades, all the attention from theologians and commentators throughout his time to this time. He gets all of the attention as far as being one of those great, if not the greatest prophet of the Old Testament. Although he didn't write like Isaiah, he gets that kind of notoriety above Isaiah throughout the years of commentary and theological discussion. As we see in 1 Kings chapter 17, let's read through this, verses 2 through 7. God speaks to Elijah, go to the east and hide at the Kareth brook near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I've commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside the Kareth brook east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. But after a while, the brook dried up. For there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. The Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. 
Let me help you out today. It is God's spirit. It is God's word. It is who it is. God who sustains us. Why would God send Elijah to a brook that would dry up to show us our dependency shouldn't be on tangible things, but but should be on the spirit, the word of God. And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of times in our Christianity, in our walk of demonstrating the kingdom of God, we get hung up on tangible things to sustain us. And though God may have used a certain system, God never, in, in, never plans for that system to become God. He alone is who led Elijah and continued to lead Elijah and sustained him. Church, we have to be a people who are led by the Spirit and by the Word of God over everything else. At the end of the day, you got to make that decision for yourself of who is leading your life. My point number one is this. I mean, I can break it down like this. God may have used a particular system for a time, but that system is never to insert itself over the voice of God. Example, God may have guided Joseph to have influence in Egypt to get God's people through a famine, but that system eventually became bondage because of a greater dependence on, on Egypt over God. We see that in Scripture. Point number one, if my life is led by the Spirit and Word of God, I will be sustained and secure in my identity and purpose. The inverse of that can be if my life is not led by the Spirit or Word of God, I will not be sustained nor secure in my identity and purpose. How do I know this? I can prove it to you. Romans chapter 8, verses 14. Check it out. New Living Translation. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are what? children of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. This lets me know my identity, who I am, it it is so connected to my ability to be led by the Spirit of God. My security, my purpose is so attached to my design, to the Creator, to the one who put me together and sent me to the earth. My purpose is directly connected to my design. That's not in my notes. You get that. That's free 99. I won't charge anything for that, all right? My purpose is connected to my design. And my design is connected to my creator, my God, our Savior. John 14, 26, Jesus is talking. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything. And will remind you of everything I have told you. I'm leaving you with a gift. Check this out. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace, check this out. You need to underline, highlight this right here. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. A peace the world cannot give. But don't be troubled or afraid. Being led by God brings about supernatural, multi-layer sustainment, irrefutable fulfillment that will inevitably bear fruit in my identity and purpose. It is undeniable to those around me the divine influence of our lives. I know that to be true. We see it in Acts chapter 4, verses 13. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. 
they also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Peter was a normal man, but no one can simply be normal if they're with Jesus. Second Kings chapter 2, verses 13, we see the unfolding of Elijah coming to the end of his ministry and Elisha stepping into the beginning of his ministry. Elisha picks up the cloak and Elijah gets taken up. Elisha comes down. The prophets of God, those who are following, are looking to Elijah saying, where's your master? Where's Elijah? We, we'll go search for him. Elijah says, there's no need for that. What's so interesting about this, I want to get too hung up on this. I'm going to talk to you like a leader for just a moment, just for a few moments right here, and then we'll get back. But Elijah and Elisha, we know Elijah did incredible miracles. Elisha then takes up his mantle, his anointing, and we see in retrospect that Elisha does double of what Elijah did. Yet, when Elisha comes down and is before the people of God, they are asking him for the past. They're asking him for, they're asking him for what's familiar. Not realizing what was before them was double. This is fascinating because a lot of times in life, we will spend a lot of energy, a lot of resources looking for what's familiar. Looking to our past of what worked, of what we know. Not realizing what's before us is double. I want you to know today, family, that God has double in store for you. He has more than enough abundance planned out and purposed for your life. He did not send you to the earth during this time, broke, busted, and disgusted, tore up from the floor, all that kind of stuff. He sent you with a purpose. And that purpose isn't just to manage or get by. That purpose is to do great exploits for the kingdom of God. My warning, be careful of missing double when looking for what's familiar. And there's nothing wrong with familiar. There's nothing wrong with what you know. There's nothing wrong with what God has done. Just know double is before you. There's more before you than what you've experienced. Now, in Scripture, we see Elijah getting all that recognition. We see commentators giving him all. And I find that interesting because Elisha did double. Why are we giving credit to the homeboy who did half as much when a young buck came along and did double? And this is a great teaching point for leaders and really for the body of Christ during this hour. Why is this? Because in order for the next generation... To operate and double the anointing, they have to be willing to receive half the credit. Y'all need, y'all, need a, y'all need a munch on that for just a minute. Because we want to get the credit. We want to say, I did it. I made it happen. I'm the one that's here. I'm God's man of power for the Holy Ghost hour. All that kind of stuff. And that's fine. I'm glad you bold. But you need to know you didn't get here on your own. You're not walking in your anointing on your own. You're walking in the anointing, the blessing of God, because somebody else paid a price. A price you may have not been willing to pay. 
And so there has to be a, a alignment, a uniting of the body of Christ like never before, of all ages, of all races, of all different kind of social backgrounds. There has to be now a moment where we come together. The answer, I, I saw it posted somewhere, the answer for a divided nation is a united church. We have to come together. Elisha's, Elijah's have to come together. It's not of will we come together, it's a we must come together. Why? For the sake of a generation to begin to operate in their full potential, in their full calling. So Elisha, to all the Elishas, you can't step into your impact and the level of your potential unless you come under the generation that's gone before you. And to the generation that's gone before you, you really can't fulfill the call of God on your life until you've passed it on to the next generation. God never intends to put something on one generation that he doesn't want it to increase into the next generation. What he gives to one, he wants it to exponentially multiply to the next. For his glory, for his glory only. Number two, if my life is led by godly leaders, I will double my impact. The inverse of that, if my life is not led by godly leaders, I will sever my impact in half. Now, it doesn't mean you won't still do amazing, great, incredible things for the kingdom of God. But if we come together, we can see our influence and our impact double, increase beyond anything we could ever do on our own. We see the end of Elisha's life in 2 Kings chapter 13. Again, he spends his life, he does double. He does incredible things for the people and for the kingdom of God during his lifetime. We see in Scripture here, chapter 13, verses 14 through 20. King Joash of Israel visited him and wept over him. My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel, he cried. Elisha told him, get a bow and some arrows. And the king did as he was told. Elisha told him, put your hand on the bow. And Elisha laid his his own hands on the king's hands. Then he commanded, open that eastern window, and he opened it. Then he said, shoot. So he shot an arrow. Elisha proclaimed, this is the Lord's arrow, an arrow of victory over Aram, for you will completely conquer the Aramians of Apak. Then he said, now pick up the other arrows and strike them against the ground. So the king picked them up and struck them three times, but the man of God was angry with them. I don't know if y'all have ever had a man of God get angry with you. Bubba, Bubba somewhere triggered a little bit. There's probably a time or two where Pastor Eddie might have got a little angry with him. Uh, there ain't nothing fun about that right there. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep moving right along. Um, you should have struck the ground five or six times, he exclaimed. Then you would have beaten Aram until it was utterly destroyed. I see this so clearly in Scripture. We know... When we dedicate our children, the scripture that always comes up, Psalms 127, verses 1 through 5. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like war are like arrows in a warrior's hand. How joyful 
It is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand. This is not about us trying to fulfill and accomplish what we can do within just the beginning and end of our lives. This has got to begin the transition of what can I do through my life? We have to begin to start thinking not just what I can do from beginning to end, but what is going to continue to propel after my life ends. What are we doing to prepare the next generation? What are we going to do through our lives to prepare the next generation and the generation after that? I got my bow and arrow here. Um, for just a little bit of analogy, um, I find it very interesting because in this, in this passage, we see, I see it so clearly, we see it in Psalms, we see it um, in Scripture. Um, these are two totally different, <laughs> different things. And I, and I see how the bow is really the former generation, and how the arrow is the younger generation, the children of God. They look totally different from one another, all right? Now, we can get hung up about our differences, right? We can get hung up about the skinny jeans and, and all this kind of stuff, right? I mean, <laughs> we, we can sit here and talk about it. And we can get hung up on the Wranglers and the boots, and that's old school, and that's too industrial, and all that kind of stuff. But we need to know this. This is nothing without this. And this is nothing without this. But when you put these together, the impact is extraordinary. We have to work together. doesn't matter how different we are. <laughs> I mean, vastly different on the surface, but designed for each other. The leaders being the bow, the arrows being the children of God, the next generation. They're worth nothing unless they're put together. And um, don't worry, there ain't nobody in the house today, so um, I got a little target set up in here. Hopefully we don't have to do any kind of sheetrock work here in a little bit. You don't get that kind of movement you don't get you don't get that unless we come together i mean this is this is this is just this is just for show if it's just going to sit in my office or sit in the case or sit in the closet and we don't get to operate in our fullest potential until we come together we got to come together church we have to come Together, One generation, the next generation has to come together, no matter what our differences are. And when I think about God sending us, I think about when God sent me. I think about the conversation I had with my parents when I was 18, and I knew I was called to ministry. Ain't nobody talked like this in my family, right? And so here I am. I know I'm called to ministry. I know I'm called to go and, and, and to do ministry and all these different things. And I remember sitting down at Casa Ole in Beaumont, Texas. Not the best Mexican food, but a good price. Got good queso, right? Some people call it Casa Grole because uh, it's kind of gross. 
Um, but we're at Casa Ole in Beaumont, Texas, off of Downland Road. And I'll never forget sitting down across from my parents and telling them, I want to go to Lee University, which is 12 hours away, which meant I was going to go into a massive amount of debt because your boy wasn't necessarily academically advanced. And so here I am putting all this before them, and they're looking across from me like I've lost my mind. What are you talking about? Why would you want to go 12 hours, go into student debt? My dad works on an oil refinery at Valero. He's saying they have rental property. You can stay in one of our rental houses. You can get a good job. You can save up. You could pay for your college education. But I knew God was sending me. I knew I, knew I was supposed to go. And even though my mom put her hands, her face in her hands, crying, and my dad got up from the table to just try to get a breather because his boy just told him he wanted to leave, I knew God was sending me, sending me. Not too long ago, my mom is having a conversation with Sarah, letting her know of one time we were at Fine Arts and I was getting on an elevator and the Lord spoke very, she, and there was, well, it wasn't enough room for mom to get on the elevator too. And just in a moment, the Lord speaking to my mom and telling her, you got to let him go. You got to let him go. We have to prepare the next generation to go. And I think about how difficult it was for my parents, but when they dropped me off and my dad wasn't bitter, he wasn't mad, my dad actually handed me an envelope with some cash in it, thank the Lord. Um, your boy was thankful. He was sending me. I remember volunteer youth pastoring and then juvenile counseling for years and getting my first opportunity full-time to go into youth ministry and being like an associate pastor at United Church for five years, and our kids are being raised up with the pastor's kids and best friends, and then God called us here. I remember even though back even 10 years ago when I stepped into a volunteer youth pastor position in Cleveland, it was really at the same time Pastor Eddie was taking his pastoral position here, and how God was just orchestrating it all together. I remember just how difficult it was to leave United, but I know God was sending us. And I remember talking with my pastor during that time. I don't know what God's doing. I'm just trying to trust him. I'm not looking to leave. I'm, I haven't been looking to leave. I haven't been sending my resume. I've just been dedicated. I've just been here. This has just come before us. And it is very obvious. I can't go into details. Very obvious God was involved. There was a lot of things that just lined up that were just nothing else but just the Spirit of God moving. And I remember having the conversation with my pastor about God sending us. And I remember the tears that flowed in all of our eyes that we sat in our living room for hours trying to process best friends leaving each other. And then I remember my pastor going into the kitchen of our house and going in the kitchen for a while. And I'm like, I don't know if he's going to go get like a pot and come beat me upside the head. Like, I don't know what's about to happen. You know, his wife's over here crying. We all crying. I done messed all this up. And then he came back into the room with a large bowl of warm water and a towel. And he says, you're not leaving us. We're sending you. I want you to know something. God sent you. Every single one of you, he sent you. 
ain't no different than nobody else. If he sent me, he sent you. And if he sent you, he sent people that you know that need to hear this, that need to know this. We're not just here for such a time as this just to get by. God divinely sent every single one of us to this earth during these days for his purpose. Youth Convention 2019, Sarah's eight months pregnant with Madeline Brooke, who just turned a year old on the 4th. It was interesting during that pregnancy because MC moved like crazy in Sarah all the time, which is a very direct reflection of how she is right now. Maddie, not so much. Pretty chill, didn't really move a whole lot. Like, she's still good in there? Like, what's going on? It was at youth convention when Jill and Abe Sobchak were speaking that Maddie was moving all over the place. And I'm sitting next to Sarah. She's like, Maddie's just like doing cartwheels right now. And the service was so powerful. They were telling their story of missionary work. And and Sarah just leaned over to me and said, I wonder if someday Maddie's going to be a missionary. I was pretty much done the rest of the day. I was no no good to lead the group to anything. I pretty much had my hand in my face, like my mom, the rest of the service, contemplating that what if little Madeline Brooke grew up to be a missionary? No, 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 I don't want that. I don't want that. Fortune 500 company CEO? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be great. Let's fund the missionaries, right? Let's stay here, have a good time, fund the missionaries, right? Because that's scary. But she's not mine. Am I going to be willing to send her? Because her purpose isn't for me. Her purpose is for God. And your purpose isn't just to work that job and just to get by. Your purpose isn't just to, to, to be employed by that business. Your purpose goes so much further than that. God has a great purpose for your life. I got to be okay to let that arrow fly. I got to be okay with that. Because if I get in the way of that, then I'm getting in the way of her purpose, of why she was created. Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 19. I'm getting close to wrapping up. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Who are his children? Those who are led by the Spirit of God. What's the earth looking for? Who the children of God really are. How do we prove that? By being led by the Spirit, by the Word of God. Again, we are not operating to our fullest intended extent unless we come together. We have to come together. Point number three. If we are corporately sent by God and we spend our lives preparing the next generation to be sent by God, we will experience corporate victory. If we can do this thing together, we will get to experience things together. 
And yeah, I can go about my life. I can have my relationship with the Lord. I can work a normal job. I can be a counselor. I can do all of those kind of things and be just fine where I'm at. But God needs to know who we really are. Who are we really? We are who we really are called to be when we are led by the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, friend, you and I need to be connected to the body of Christ like never before. You need to be connected to the Word of God. You need to be connected to godly leaders who have a proven track record. You need to root yourself in the nature and the soil of who God is. He will sustain you. Final remarks is this. Final remarks. I'm wrapping up. Refuse to allow a temporary evil to demise and devalue the eternal hope we have when we submit our lives to an undefeated God. Refuse to allow temporary evil to demise and devalue the eternal hope we have when we submit our lives to an undefeated God. In 2021, stop trying to make sense of a corrupt world and start making sense of his holy world, of his holy word. What in the world is going on? What in the word is going on? You can be a student of the world or you can be a student of the word. I promise you the latter has greater benefits for you. In 2021, stop trying to make sense of the exhibition of evil and start worshiping under the wings of the Almighty God. And in 2021, stop trying to make sense of the purposes of evil in our lives and start making sense of the purposes of God in our lives. You can be a student of the storm or you can be a student of the Lord of the storm. At the end of the day, God will have the final say. He's got a design and a purpose for your life. We know full well the enemy's tactics. We start talking about the devil and demons and the devil is a liar. And we, and we, we'll turn up. We'll say, hey, that's amen, huh? He'll still kill and destroy, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. And we get real loud on all of that kind of stuff because we are full well knowledgeable of all the tactics of the enemy. But we have to know, understand the strategies and the tactics of an undefeated God. The enemy does not have the power to create, but to manipulate. We can stand firm and know that God sent us here to be charitable, to restore life, and to build hope. If he came to steal, kill, and destroy, then we came to do those things. Isaiah 55, just a couple more verses and we'll close. It is the same with my word. I sent it out and it will always produce fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. Everywhere I send it, it will prosper. That's the word of the Lord. And no word he sends returns void but is sent and accomplishes everything God intended for it to fulfill. Like Mary, may we be a people who say, be it unto me, according to thy word. My life verse out here on the, on the wall is a great reminder to you. Psalms 1, verse 1 through 3. 
Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Be encouraged today that God has a purpose for your life. Get rooted in the things of God. Be led by the Spirit of God. Be led by godly leaders. And make it a point to corporately come together like never before, uniting one generation to the next so that we can corporately experience the victory of God. If you're watching online, make sure to don't forget to fill out that guest card. You can do that online at familywc.com slash guest. If it's the first time for you watching and interacting with us on Facebook or on our website, make sure to do that. We have a gift specially just for you saying thank you for joining us today. I pray that you are encouraged and uplifted, knowing full well that no matter what's going on around us, no matter what in the world is going on, what in the word is going on in you, God has a purpose and a plan for your life. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's got great things in store for you. I'm going to pray a blessing over you before we dismiss. Lord, thank you so much for this time together. Thank you for the ability to be able to do this during these times. God, would you bless every single person? And if you're watching online and you need to make a decision today to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, do that right now. Do that with a family member. Message us on Facebook. Contact us here at the church. He wants to give you a fresh start. He wants to give you a new beginning. He has great things in store for you. Lord, I thank you for the people of God. I thank you for what you're doing in the church and the body. You have great things in store for us, God. We place our hope and our trust in you. And God, I pray that you would bless your people. Be with them throughout this week. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We love you, FWC. We'll see you. That's all we have for you today, family. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, if you're a first-time viewer, make sure to drop a comment below so that the team that we have in place is able to stay in touch and start some conversation. And remember, stay up to date by following all our social media and checking out our website at familywc.com.